here trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. Amen. Now, what I want to do today is I want to give you some information. Now, let's go. Let me show you something. I'm, I'm going to go to my series first, my teaching today first. Uh, Revelation chapter 21, and I'm only going to do verse 1, 2, 3, uh, and then I'm going to skip down to verse 9, 10, 11, okay? So I'm not going to be able to read it all. We read it all in our first tape this morning. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1, 2, 3, uh, we're going to give our subject, and we'll teach from there. Uh, it says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself shall be with them and be their God. And then in verse number 9, it says, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither. I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And verse number 10 says, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven, from God and having the glory of God and then talk about the light of the city. And so in verse number 22, let's go over there and read that two verses, 22 and 23, and then we're going to get the work here. Verse 22 says, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon and of the, to shine in it, for the glory of God that lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. So this is what we're talking about. Revelation 21 and 1, John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And so we're going to take that and we're going to name this teaching, John saw a new heaven and a new earth. Now the reason why I'm doing this, let's go back to 1 Corinthians. Let me give you something. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I, I want to I teach something. Now this is volume number 2, part 6. Or you can say it this way, part 12. Okay, if you're taking notes. <coughs> Excuse me. Now we're talking about John saw a new heaven, new earth. Now in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, we want to go back there. 1 Corinthians, I'm looking at 2 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And we want to go look at that chapter because this is where the Apostle Paul really gave his message and what he was ministered on. 1 Corinthians. So we're talking about John saw a new heaven, new earth, volume 2, part 6, or tape number 12. All right, now watch this. In verse 6, we are in... 1 Corinthians 2, 6. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Talking about in Christ. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the principle of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. 
Now, Paul is telling you his message is the wisdom of God. We speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world into our glory. Which, watch this. None of the princes of this world knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered to the heart of men the things God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So we know how John got his message. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the thing that are freely given to us of God. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. Remember, he is the, Holy, he is the teacher. He's the one comparing, how does he teach comparing spiritual thing with spiritual thing? He's talking about the Bible, this Bible, spiritual thing with spiritual things, okay? But it says in verse number 14, but the natural man, natural man, the man's not saved. He receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. See, he won't receive it. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. All right, so the thing that I teach you and teaching you, if you're not saved, this is foolishness to you. You can't know this stuff. And there are people don't understand why they don't know. Let me tell you, listen to me real good. The Holy Ghost's responsibility is to teach you the Word. But how, how does he do it? He first have you a pastor to teach you the Word. Now, when he gives you someone to teach you the word, that is called instructions. Now, that is knowledge. See, you have three powers, the Holy Spirit's power, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Wisdom is how he saved you. Proverbs 4, 7 said wisdom is the principal. Principal thing, therefore, get wisdom. But in all you'll get and get understanding. So the first thing God gives you is wisdom. That's when you are saved. You have the wisdom of God. The spirit of wisdom. But then God have me to teach you, or your pastor to teach you, or someone to teach you in your life. That person gives you instructions. They have to be out of the Bible. It can't be what I think. Now this is what we messed up on, all this stuff that we've been taught. It didn't come out the Bible. It came out of men's head. They gave you what they thought the Bible said. And most people that you hear teach, they don't give you the word. See, I'm teaching you the Bible. I'm not telling you what I think the Bible said. See, that's where you mess up at. Somebody, you went to somebody's church, and the man said, you know, this is what we believe here. This is what, you know, we believe the Bible said. That, that's not what I'm teaching you. I'm giving you the actual word, and now the Holy Ghost will take the word that I give you and give you understanding of that word. That's how God want to teach you, okay? All right, that's what he means, comparing spiritual thing with spiritual thing. All right, now let's go to work, because I gave you a lot of things this morning. Let's go back to Isaiah, because I want to deal with the word create today. 
the word Isaiah 65, 17. Let's go back. Isaiah chapter 65. Now, this prophet Isaiah, we were back in there and showed you what time this was. We're talking about B.C. 670. So Isaiah was way back there before uh, this fulfilled, of course. Old Testament. Even after we got uh, in the New Covenant, we go by Daniel. Remember Daniel's, in Daniel's prophecy it was 490 years. So exactly 490 years, the word for Israel had expired. But not the coming of the Lord. Because remember Jesus Christ's ministry came into effect in 483 uh, of that prophecy, of that 490 years, 483, Jesus Christ stepped into the ministry in Isaiah 61 and said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The first three and a half years of his seven years ministry, uh, now Jesus Christ would die in the middle of the week. Not for himself, the fulfillment of Daniel prophecy. You read Daniel 9, 24, you'll see that. All right. But then they had another three and a half years. And you'll see the fulfillment of that when Stephen was stoned, Stephen looked up and said, I see Jesus standing on the right hand of God. That time was over. 490 years was finished. But then Jesus told them this generation would not pass away until all these things be fulfilled. He told me in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 30, this generation, 34, this generation shall not pass away till all these things be fulfilled. Well, this generation took from Jesus' death, which was A.D. 30, to the finishing of a generation will be A.D. 70. Now, you can even Google that, and they will tell you Jerusalem was destroyed for real in A.D. 70. So we know around that time is when Jesus came back for those people, which was Israel. Now, this word, this generation shall not pass, mean the people who are now living will not die. That's what it says in the, in the NLT. The people who are now living will not die. See, the people who are now living will not die until all these things come to pass, because this is fulfilled. All right, so that generation. Now, in Isaiah chapter number, let's go back there. Isaiah chapter number 65 is what we want to do. Verse 17. So Isaiah 65, 17, the Lord is going to tell you what he's going to do. I read for you in Revelation chapter 21 that he did it. John said, I saw a new heaven, new earth. What God is trying to do, get us to believe and stop questioning his word. And so the Holy Ghost can do his job in your life. Isaiah 65 and verse 17, behold, I create. New heavens and a new earth. Remember, there's an S there because heavens are people. New heavens and new earth for the former, former, that's the one that's natural, shall not be remembered nor come into mind. But you be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. Behold, I create Jerusalem. So he's going to tell you what he create. I create Jerusalem, a rejoicing and her people 
or joy. So Jerusalem is a people. All right. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. All right. So I gave you some words this morning. And I told you, you want to put down words like husband and wife, husband and woman. Because we showed you the same thing in Genesis 1 and 1. Let's go to that. In Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. You know, one thing I think gets me is, this is what I do. This, this is what I do. I'm not a, you know, all of my days of high school, basketball, football, all this stuff. God let me do everything I thought I want to do in life. Everything. And I've committed and dedicated myself into the Word for 40 years. Now, it's something, when I study the Word for 40 straight years, and I come give you the knowledge of the Word, and you say, I don't, I don't see how, see, what you're going by is you don't see. But he didn't show you. Just like, how am I learning from John? Because God showed John. How am I learning from Paul? Because God showed Paul. I don't have to go out and invent another Bible. Just believe what God showed Paul. Just believe what God showed Peter. Just believe what God showed, you know, that's all I got to do. He already gave it to people. We don't have to be the inventor of things. Just learn from people. All right. Now, in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God. Watch what he says. What did God create? The heaven and the earth. He started off with creating the heaven and earth in Genesis chapter 1, and he's going to end his book in the book of Revelation 21 and 22 talking about the new heaven and the new earth. I don't see why, how we can't see that. We just got to get out of the way. That's what we have to do. When people read the Bible, you know the first thing they say? Oh, that's us. Listen, you're not in the Bible. You're studying the Bible that's already a finished book. Now, for you to be in this Bible, you've got to be 2,000 years old. But you've got to stop listening to lying, false prophets telling you something about America in prophecy. Come on, church. You, you, you ought to be able to just be smarter than that. America is not even in the Bible, Okay whether prophecy or not. But that's how they get you to think they know something you don't. Come on, stay with the Bible. All right, now I gave you that this morning. And the earth was without form. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The earth was without form. The earth was without form. And dark was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The earth was without form. So look, watch what verse 26 says. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And God says, let us make man. In our image, at thy likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over, the, over all the things of the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them and gave them dominion. See, he told him, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. All right, so that's what God did. But God hadn't formed anything in chapter 1. Chapter 1 is creation. The word creation means to bring into being and to make out of nothing. 
except the word of God. So when God create, he create with his word. You don't see nothing. He creates. And then he put what he created in dirt. That's why we go to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. Because in Genesis chapter 1, you couldn't be formed. In Genesis 1, you was only created. But now in Genesis 2, now you're going to see what God created because he's now going to form that. And now in Genesis 2, 7, and the Lord God formed man. He created man in Genesis 1. Genesis 2, he formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. This is why people do not understand uh, the cross. Because at the cross is where God created me. See, preaching of the gospel is when you see the actual product. But creation took place at the cross. So when God crucified his son, allowed him to die and be able to raise again from the dead, the Bible said we are created in Christ Jesus in the good works. We're going to show you that in a moment. See, creation took place on the cross in the garden just like it did in Genesis chapter 1. Now, you don't see it when it's created. So that's why if God created you in the, on the cross, when I preach Christ, him crucified, then God will make sure your life will be manifest in the earth because he already created you. That's why it's so important to preach Christ and him crucified. All right, now, let's, let's go. I gave you all of this on the first tape. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to move on because I want to get into, into the creation. All right, now, let's look at Psalms 102, verse 18. Going to give you some quick work here. Psalms 102, verse 18. Talk about the word create. Psalms 102 and verse 18. Just jot some things down because I'm going to move pretty rapidly here. Psalms 102 and verse 18 says, out of the King James Version, Psalm 102 and verse 18, this shall be written, that's what we're waiting on, on the screen, this shall be written for the generation to come, and the people who shall be, see that word shall be? See, he's talking about New Jerusalem. The people who shall be created shall praise the Lord. How do I know you are created in Christ? Because you're going to praise the Lord. That's going to be your lifestyle. The Bible said, for he has looked down in verse 19. He has looked down from the, from the heights of, the, of his sanctuary. Remember, we're going to do, show the word sanctuary today. From the heaven. He's going to look down from his sanctuary. Then he's going to say, from heaven. So the word sanctuary in heaven is the same word. Did the Lord behold the earth? Now, the earth is not the planet here. See, you have different words for the earth. You got the planet, just like you have the sun, the moon, the stars, which is the heavens. But that's just the first creation of heaven. Then you got heaven's Jerusalem. You got heaven's the woman. So you have the earth the physical earth, but then you have the man is the earth. 
Then you have Israel there. Jacob is there. See, you got the tabernacle of God. See, all these words in the Bible are the same thing. That's why it's called the heaven and earth. The heaven is the church. The earth is Christ. I'm going to show you that one next. Psalm 102 and verse 18. This shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Let's, let's show you another. Psalm 104. I'm just going to run through Psalms while I'm in it. Psalm 104 and verse 30. Psalm 104 and verse 30. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, Psalm 104 and verse 30. How was, how was this created? How was man created? Psalm 104 and verse 30. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created. Thou renewest, watch this, the face of the earth. Thou renewest the face of the earth. Well, how, how does God going to do all this? He, all, he spoke it in his word first. See, for him to speak it, that's creation. If God said it, then the Holy Ghost would do it. He would bring it to pass. All right, let, let's, let's, let's move on because I don't, I don't want to spend no time. Psalm 148 and verse 1 through 5. Psalm 148. We're going to look at the first five verses. Psalms 148. It says, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Psalm 148 and verse number 1. So we're going to go look at that, verse 1 through verse 5. It says, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens. See, that is Jerusalem. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, watch this, sun, moon, stars of light. Now, you're going to see those in the old covenant, but you won't see them when I get the book of Revelation. It's going to tell you in the book of Revelation, there's no need of the sun. I just read it. Matter of fact, Revelation 20. 21, down there in verse 22 and 23 and 24, you won't have no need of the sun, the moon, the stars, because Christ is the light of it. All right, but here he said, praise him, sun, moon, and stars, all ye stars of light. Praise him, you heavens of heavens. Praise him, you heavens of heavens. You see? You waters. See, what waters mean people, multitudes, that, you, that is above the heavens. See, when God created the heavens and the earth, he created the heavens above the heavens. See, he created the heavens below, under the heavens. That's why you have to understand the word heavens are people. All right, that means there are people in the heavens above us. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, there it is, and they were created. That's how he was created, by his word. But because something is created, don't mean it has been formed yet. See, you're going to have to understand there are, there are people, when, when Christ died on the cross, died, Christ died for all men. So I got, you got to understand that God created all things in Christ. So I can't give up on people. I must preach Christ to them until they can understand. If I can get them to un- accept the knowledge of God, I can get them to understand. You can't get nobody to understand if they don't accept the knowledge. Let me say it again. The problem why people are not understanding, they won't receive the knowledge. You start telling somebody about the Bible, the first thing they say, I don't want to hear that. They reject the the knowledge. They'll never understand. But if you can get somebody to sit down and listen, you know, that's why we have so many denominations now. 
Nobody wants to listen to nobody else. You know what happens when a person goes on Facebook? He looks for a Church of God in Christ pastor. Or he, look, look, he listens for an apostolic pastor. Or he listens for a Baptist pastor. You know what he's doing? He's already telling you who he's going to hear and not hear. That person will never grow in grace. Because he won't let the Holy Ghost tell him, hey, that's the guy right there. <laughs> had, nothing to do with, not, had nothing to do with what the name of his church. The thing about it is there are people who will not listen to a woman pastor. They're, they just won't accept that. See, you are rejecting the knowledge of God. God can use a woman to teach you something. As a matter of fact, if you've been married, I've been married 51 years this, this past Christmas. I learned a whole lot from my wife. As a matter of fact, I'm still learning. And she's learning from me. See, the thing about it, is it doesn't mean because she's the woman, she can't tell me nothing. You want the knowledge. Come on, you want the, you want the knowledge. Stop looking at the container. All right, Psalm 148. He commanded, and they were created. All right, let's, let's look at another one here. Let's go down to Isaiah and look at Isaiah 45, verse 8. You and Psalm go to Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. Now, in verse 8, we're going to look at verse 8. It says, drop down, you heavens. Now, we're in Isaiah 45. And verse number 8, watch what it says. Drop down your heavens from above. What did I show you happen to the heavens in the book of Revelation? I showed you heavens coming down from heaven, coming down out of heaven. Here he says, drop down your heavens from above. Let the sky pour down righteousness. So we know what was happening, right? How can the sky pour down righteousness? When I take you to uh, Peter, Peter going to tell you, they were looking for a new heaven, new earth, where there's righteousness. All right, here, here it is. Drop down your heavens from above and let the sky pour down righteousness. Let the earth open up. Well, you got to know that the earth cannot be physical. Old Testament, we show the earth open up and swallowed up people. That happened physically. But here he's talking spiritually. So here we talk about Christ, right? And let them bring forth salvation. Salvation came out of Christ. Let them bring forth salvation. Let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Well, where righteousness come from? Came from Christ. It came out of the earth. Out of Christ. All right, let's look at verse 12. Now, let's do verse 11 and verse 12 together. Same chapter. Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his maker, acts of me things that come concerning my sons. My sons? My sons? What it is? And concerning the work of my hand, command ye me. I have made the earth. Wait a minute, who did he make? We're going to show you that's man. And I, the next verse will tell you. 
I have made man. I made the earth, and I created man upon it. I even, my hands have stressed out the heavens. Now, what did he do? He put Israel over all of the promised land. I stressed out the heavens. Heavens are people. And all their hosts have I commanded them. Who's he talking about? Israel and his army. Let's look at one more. Verse number 18. Matter of fact, start with verse 17. He's going to answer your question. Verse 17, verse 18. Isaiah 45, 17 says, But Israel shall be saved. Now, what is he telling you? He's telling you in Romans chapter 11, verse 26. All Israel shall be saved. Well, how are they going to be saved? Because they are going to be 144,000. God, look at that, at all Israel. 12, 12 tribes from each 12,000 from each tribe, Revelation chapter 7. But here in Romans eleven twenty six, you'll see the same verse. But all Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed nor confound world without end. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens. Who's he talking about? Come on, Israel. Jerusalem and her people. He created them. He talking about Old Testament. See, this is already taken out. What you see over there now is not. That's what you're having problem with. You think that over there is. No, that's the earthly. Jerusalem now is heavenly. These people was taken out 2,000 years ago. But if you don't receive it, then you're going to think God talking about the people over there now, and they is not. You cannot be in Christ. You cannot be with the Lord unless you're in Christ. I don't care what people you are. See, that's what we're not telling the people. People are dying, going to hell. We still tell them the Lord is coming for them. You ought to be ashamed yourself. Those people got to be saved just like you. They got to be in Christ. They got to believe the gospel. Christ gave us that. Romans 1, 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God, the salvation to everyone that believes it. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Nobody can get saved without believing Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And yet people are trying to be friends with people, but you won't tell them the truth because you don't know the truth. Well, let me move on. Isaiah 45, 17. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting righteousness. Well, when will they save? I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to go back and show it to you. Romans chapter 11, verse 26. We go there next. With everlasting righteousness, everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed nor confounded, world without end. For thus saith the Lord that created thee, the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it and established it. He created it not in vain. For he formed it to be inhabited. So that's why people are saying, see, God's going to bring us back. No, you're missing. He's talking about it. heavenly Jerusalem. I'm the Lord, there's none else. All right, now, let's go to Romans eleven twenty six. Romans chapter 11, verse 26. See, he's going to tell you about Israel being saved. Romans eleven twenty six. you're going to see the same verse. And so all Israel shall be saved. 
Well, what is he talking about? We're going to go show you that. We're going to go back to Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, just after this. Hold it. Hold it for a minute. But he said, all Israel shall be saved as it is written. There shall come out of Zion. Wait a minute. Where is Jesus at that time? Remember, he had went up before them on a cloud. Acts chapter 1, carried them out of their sight. Where did he go? Where do you go when you leave here? If you don't think Jerusalem is there, where do you go when you die? Christ is the vehicle that gets you there. It's no different if I go back and I told you about Noah. The ark was Christ. But where did Christ carry them? See, they got in the ark. They got in Christ. But the, Christ, the, the ark took them to a new world. See, Christ is the vehicle that gets you there. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the, oh, where are you going? You're going to the Father's house. Well, you can't get to the Father but by me. I'm the way, the truth, and the light. No man come to the Father but by me. So you got to know where you're going, and Christ is the vehicle that gets you there. All right. All Israel, we are in Romans eleven twenty six. All Israel shall be saved, as it is written. There shall come out of Zion. I read you that in Hebrew eleven and twenty two. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them, when I take away take away their sins. All right. So that's why when the Lord came back, he came back for Israel, for Jacob. Not for you. You're already in Christ. All right, let's, let's move on because I got, I got so much to show you. All right, now, let me take you somewhere first. Let's go to Revelation 1 and 1. From the book of Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1. You know what, really... What I, what I hate seeing is people who've been in seeing they're Christians for 10, 15, 20 years, but they can't grow. And the reason why they can't grow, nobody can let me Let me get in on this, Kim. Why they can't grow, Pastor? Nobody can tell them nothing. One of my favorite words that I like when I hear on this commercial says, how about no? Nobody can tell them nothing. They turn you on and turn you off because nobody can tell them nothing. They, they've been saved 15, 20 years. Never learned nothing. Don't know any more in the Bible than they know 15, 20 years ago. Can't nobody tell them nothing. See, you got to understand something. The Holy Ghost is the teacher. He can use me or he can use somebody else. Look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's the name of the book. The book is called The Revelation. It's a revelation to John. But it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. The Bible said in verse number one, 
which God gave to him. God gave this to John. Why did he give it to John? To show his servant thing which must shortly come to pass. Well, it wasn't us because we weren't servants. It was Israel with the servants. But God gave this to them, the seven churches, to show, gave it to John to show his servants, the children of Israel, what thing, thing which must shortly come to pass 2,000 years ago. He sent and signified by his angel and showed it to his servant John. To whom who has who have bear record, John says, who bear record of the word of God. So when you don't believe the word, you don't believe the word here neither. If you don't believe Revelation 21, 1, you don't believe Revelation 1 and 1, then you're not going to believe John 1 and 1, and you're not going to believe 1 John 1 and 1. See, you're just an unbeliever. All right. Verse 2 says, Revelation 1 and verse 2, who bear record of the word of God, John bear record, see, and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and all things that he saw. John is only telling you what he saw. When I preach and God gave me my message every son, what is he doing? He's just showing me the word and I'm relaying it to you. It's not my message, it's his. Verse 3 said, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of the prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. Watch this. The time is at hand. 2,000 years ago. The word time is at hand is the time is near. Now, let's go and show you first John. That's Revelation 1 and 1. Let's go show you first John. First John, just back up to the book before Jude here. And that's 1 John 1 and 1. I'm doing this because the same man is writing the book of Revelation. The same John is going to tell you the same thing in 1 John 1 and 1. He's only going by what, he, what God showed him in the book of Revelation. He's only going by what God showed him in 1 John. He's only going by what God showed him in John 1 and 1. That's all we're doing. So when somebody preaches you something, either they are telling you what they believe the Bible says, or they're showing you what God showed them in the Word. And if they do not have the Spirit of God, you're going to get a lie 90-some percent of the time. You ought to know that by now. The first John 1 and 1. First John 1 and 1. That which was from the beginning. Now he's talking about once he started, Jesus started the ministry. That which is from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked up on, our hands have handled of the word of life, for the life was manifested. Manifested means I can visibly see it and touch it. And we've seen it. And we bear witness, and we now show you that eternal life, which was with the Father in Genesis 1 and 1, and was manifested to us. Watch what John says. That which we have seen again, verse 3, 
We heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Well, your, if they don't believe John, how their joy going to be full? See, the problem with people having is they're just unbelievers. They're going to church every Sunday, but they're just unbelievers. Don't believe nothing. You won't be a believer until you get the Spirit. All right? Now, that was first jump. Let me show you 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Let's go back there. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. Start verse 9, that, that same chapter. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. Let, let me show you something. Watch what Paul say uh, to the church at Thessalonica. He says, You remember, brothers, our labor and travail for labor night and day because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preach to you the gospel of God. Watch what Paul said. We preach to you the gospel of God. Why? Because God revealed that to him. You are witnesses once again, and you are God, and God also how holily and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. As you know, how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father does his children, that you would walk worthy of God, who has called you unto his kingdom and glory. Watch what he said in verse 13. For this call, thank we God, with our season, because when you receive, watch what you did. Watch what they did. When you receive the word of God, that's what you're trying to get people to do. But see, they already know. I don't agree with that. I already know. Because I heard somebody else say, my pastor said it this way. See, you, you're rejecting the word. He says, but, but for this cause, also thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you receive it not as the word of men, but as it in truth the word of God, watch this, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. So you see why the word of God don't work in people? Can you see why the word of God don't work in people? Let me show you two scriptures. Let's go back to Philippians. Philippians chapter number one and verse six. Just going to give you two scriptures. Philippians 1 and 6 and Philippians 2, 13. Just want to show you something. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 and Philippians 2, 13. Mark them in your Bible if you have not. Being confident, Philippians 1 and 6. Being confident of this very thing. We're waiting on the screen. Philippians chapter 1. And verse number six. Waiting on the screen. I want to make sure I get that on the, get that on the part of this text. 
Philippians. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being confident of this very thing. Being confident of this very thing. That he which has begun a good work, where? In you. You got to get Christ in you first. We'll perform it unto the day of Christ. He was telling those people that being confident of this very thing that he has, that has begun a good work in them is going to perform it unto to the day of Christ. Now, look at, look at Philippians 2.13. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God which worketh in you. So you got to first get God in you. You're not going to believe nothing I'm saying of God not in you. I'm not talking about I'm a member of this church, I belong to this church, all this stuff. Listen, it's Christ in you. It is God which worketh in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure. So when, when you get Christ in you, then you're going to be able to understand what I'm saying. All right? Now, I, I start off this word, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3, because I want to show you this. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10 through 15. 2 Peter. just want to get as much of this word in you as I can. See, the more, more word you receive, the more God can reveal his word to you. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 10. 2 Peter. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. All right. Start verse 10. Oh, that's good. You need to read the whole chapter. But the day of the Lord will come. Now remember, Peter was giving them this, and you got to go back and look at Peter's writing. See, if you go back, Peter was telling them, and you look at what year Peter was writing this, A.D. 60. So we're talking about 10 years after Peter gave this message, the Lord came. See, this is not something that you, you, you get the word now and then it's supposed to. He's telling you what happened. 2 Peter 3.10 said, The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens, there it is. Now that's New Jerusalem, but first it was old Jerusalem. The heavens, which is old Jerusalem, shall pass away with a great Noah. That's, you go back, you can Google that, A.D. 70, Jerusalem with the sword and the temple. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. Here to get in the elements. Elements are principles, rudiments, teachings, ordinances, all of that natural stuff they did in the temple. All this stuff passed away. That's why I keep telling you people are still you still going to church taking bread off a table and telling me I'm wrong about what I'm teaching. You still going to church, still going to church eating your bread and wine off the table and telling you that is to get rid of sin. Still baptizing in water to get rid of sin and telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. You still baptizing water to get rid of sin, taking communion bread on the table to get people forgiven. People still got to come every Saturday and confess they sin and come every Sunday and take communion. And you going to argue with me? You, no, you have a problem with the word. You're an unbeliever. 
You don't believe the word. You don't believe the word. You don't believe the New Testament because in the New Testament, Christ did not send us to baptize. In the New Testament, Christ already fulfilled the Passover. See, so all this stuff people are doing in the church, you, you still in religion. All that is what passed away, matter of fact. Second <laughs> uh, Peter 3, calling them elements. Elements, once again, are the principles, teachings, rudiments, ordinances. And Second Peter 3.10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and the works. All flesh, that, that word earth mean now is all flesh, shall be, and, and the works of all flesh shall be burned up. You found that out in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Shall be burned up. That are therein shall be burned up. See all that. Seeing then in verse 11, that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for, he's talking to those people 60 years is coming. We are looking for and hasten to the coming of the day of God. Not you. Peter not preaching to you. You read the first chapter. Peter is preaching to Jewish believers. John preached to Jewish believers. James preached to Jewish believers. Jude preached to... These people did not preach. Only the apostle Paul is your apostle. These other guys not preaching to you. Seeing then that all these things shall be desired, verse 11, what manner of persons ought you to be in our holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasten to the coming of the day of God. Here it is. When the heavens being on fire, that's Jerusalem, shall be dissolved. You go back and check history out. A.D. 70, Jerusalem was destroyed in her temple. Looking for and hasten to the day of God when the heavens, Jerusalem, shall be on fire, shall be dissolved, and all of the stuff, the elements, shall melt with fervent heat. All the ordinances and the bread on the table and the communion table and all that stuff that was in the temple shall be destroyed. We made us some new stuff. Nevertheless, Peter said we... Now, you ought to be, you ought to understand when Peter said we, he included himself, right? Nevertheless, we according to his promise. Now, I take you back to Acts 26, 7 and 8 after this. We according to his promise, look for new heaven and new earth. What John said, I saw the new heaven and new earth. Peter said we are looking for the new heaven and new earth. Isaiah 65, 17, God said, I create Jerusalem, the new heavens. See, you, you just got to believe the Bible. I'm giving you information. Verse 13, nevertheless, we, Peter says, according to his promise, look for new heaven. They were looking for a new heaven, new earth. Watch this, wherein dwelleth righteousness. He's not talking about a planet where everybody right. He's talking about a person. He's talking about a person. Israel will become God's righteousness. Christ is God's righteousness. He's talking about the holy city now. 
Now he says, dwelleth righteous. Wherein dwelleth righteous? What do righteous live? In Christ, isn't it? Seek first the kingdom of God. We taught that last week. And his righteousness and all the other things shall be added. When you're in the kingdom, you're in God's righteousness because Romans 14, 17 said the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you got to get in, in the spirit in Christ to get righteousness. And verse 14, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, Peter's talking to his congregation. Peter said, Behold, see, you look for such things. Be diligent that you found in him in peace without spot and blameless. An account that the long suffering of the Lord is salvation, even as our brother Paul also, according to the wisdom God has given him, has written to you. Now let's go and show you the last scripture that I just told you I'm going. Acts 26. So you and Peter back up. Acts chapter number 26, verse 7 and 8. Now watch what Peter say. I'm sorry, the Apostle Paul, he's in defense himself before King Agrippa. And watch what he's going to tell them. Watch what he's going to tell them who was waiting for Christ. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise. Remember Paul, Peter just talked about the promise? Paul said, I'm judged for the hope of the promise made of God to the fathers. God made this promise to the fathers. And there are three people who were the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God made that promise to the fathers. Here, here it is, verse 7. Under which promise our 12 tribes Come on, you got to look at me real good. For you to be right, there must be 12 tribes of Israel still in the earth. And you know there is no 12 tribe in Israel. But the book of Revelation told you what happened in Revelation chapter 7, that the Lord took them out. And then when he came back, he came back with a great cloud of witnesses, which were the 12 tribes of Israel. Why can't you just believe God? You, in Israel, you don't have a temple. You don't have no 12 tribes. Acts 26 and verse 7. Under which promise our 12 tribe instantly, instantly serving God. They were serving God day and night. Hope to come. You think they're over there hoping to come now? For which hope, sake King Agrippa, I'm accused of the Jews. Isn't that something? Will God give you his word? Will you receive it? My time is up. I thank you for yours. Let me show you something of what we believe. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Bible tells us how to be saved. This is not a game. God told us how to be saved. He already gave us Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. So when you tell people that Jesus is coming, 
then you got nations of people won't even receive the gospel today because they're waiting for Jesus to come. And you know what? That makes you a hypocrite. That's what you are. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You will receive Christ and believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Then you turn around and tell the people that Jesus is going to come back for you. If you, if you believe he's going to come back for you, why don't you reject Christ today and wait for him to come and get saved? You're not going to do that because you know if you die, you're going to hell. But you'll tell other folk that. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and where you stand by which all you are saved. If you are saved, if you keep in memory, what I preach to you unless you have believed in vain. I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. He was buried, and that he rose again from the dead. He was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. He was seen of above 500 brothers at once. He was seen of James, then all the apostles. He was seen of Paul, last, as one born out of due time. My time is already up. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ and stop faking it like I'm waiting for him to come. If you wait for him to come, you wouldn't get saved today. You just wait for Jesus to come. No, you know if you die, you're going to hell. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org. 